Hello and welcome to Essential Alchemy. Alchemy is defined as the power or process that changes or transforms something in a mysterious or impressive way. My hope is that the information in this podcast can help you transform your mood, your energy, physical health, or even connect some dots to help you shift your mental or emotional state. I'm your host, Jody Cohen, a best-selling author, award-winning journalist, functional practitioner, lifelong learner, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, a company that sells proprietary blends of high-quality organic or wild-crafted essential oil remedies designed to help you return to your ideal mental, physical, and emotional state. You can find out more about me and my company at VibrantBlueOils.com. And with that, let's get started with today's episode. Hi, I'm Jody Cohn, your host, and I'm beyond honored to be joined by Anne Louise Gittleman, who I so admire. She is a brilliant trend-setting pioneer in the health and healing area. She holds an MS in nutritional education from Columbia University and the title of Certified Nutritional Specialist from the American College of Nutrition and a PhD in Holistic Nutrition. She's an award-winning author of more than 35 books, including several New York Times bestsellers. She's super prolific and brilliant. Gittleman has also served as the Chief Nutritionist of the Pediatric Clinic at Bellevue Hospital and is the former Director of Nutrition at the Pritikin Longevity Center in Santa Monica. She's a highly respected international leader in diet, nutrition, and environment, and I'm thrilled to have you here today. Welcome. It's so good to be with you, Jody. We share the same alma mater. I know, I know, but I, I got an MBA, not a nutrition degree, but... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, you know, it helps in marketing, I guess. But um, I want to be respectful of your time and jump in and ask, how do you define resilience? Oh, such a good question. I define resilience as the ability to bounce back after every adversity. I believe you have to put make setbacks into successes. And that's how I've lived my life. Yeah. And one of the things that you do better than anyone is really talking about the gallbladder bile and how that plays into both your physical and your emotional health. And I'm wondering for people who are listening that, you know, haven't had the, the pleasure of hearing you before, if you could just give a quick overview of the gallbladder, the roles it plays in both our physical and emotional health. So the gallbladder is a storage tank for bile, which is made by the liver. And the bile has many different functions. It not only is the emulsifier of fats, but it's also a detox method of the liver, which is very much overlooked. It's a binder of toxins. It helps with metabolism and it's the recycling of some of your spent hormones. So it's exceedingly important for every hormonal, digestive, immune, as well as weight loss issue. It's very overlooked because everybody's getting it out because they're, they're abusing their gallbladder. It's also the repository for resentment and bitterness. So anybody that is exhibiting those qualities, we have to do a gallbladder cleanse at least twice a year, Jody, twice a year minimum. Yeah. And what you were talking before about kind of the, um, the gallbladder and its role in emotions and the meridians. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? So people that are just, you know, they're grumpy all the time and they don't know why. (laughs) Well, according to traditional Chinese medicine, the gallbladder is one of the largest meridians, kind of one of those energy anatomic lines that runs through the body. 
And for those people that are exhibiting problems with aches and pains in their right shoulder, problems with gallbladder dysfunction in terms of inability to digest fats or heavy metals or toxins, it all has to be tuned up. I have people that have, that have been deaf that when they get their gallbladder fixed, they're able to hear. So it's a real issue in terms of the proximity of the meridian with the ear canal as well as the hair. People have been able to regrow hair once the gallbladder is nourished and is fed properly. The problem is that we're very big on fat, high fat diets like the ketogenic diet, which I think is an SOS urgent diet. It's not a diet that people should be using on a daily basis. Most people, if they don't have their gallbladder, are not digesting all that fat, so it becomes stored, it becomes toxic. And without the stored fat being metabolized properly, you're using the inability, you have the inability to use vitamins A, D, E, and K, which is the fat-soluble vitamins. So I think a lot of immunity, metabolism, and thyroid issues are all connected to the health and the well-being of the thyroid, as well as the health and well-being of the gallbladder, the storage of the bile, which to me is like liquid gold. Yeah. And you mentioned some symptoms that people might not have been familiar with. I, I'm curious. I had heard that tinnitus, morning sickness, motion sickness. What are some other, uh, you know, for listeners who are like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That might be me. What are some other s- symptoms that uh, a gallbladder that's not working might present? Well, as? you mentioned ear ringing is, is typically one of them. Deafness could be another one. The other is the um, metallic taste after you're eating fats. The other is the inability to digest proteins and fats problems with your GERDs and sometimes heartburn, sometimes H. pylori, issues with leaky gut, issues with limping, issues with the whole right side of the body, burning, aching, and inability to metabolize hormones properly. So it's connected to the, again, it's the hormones, metabolism, and even the thyroid. So we're having an epidemic of hypothyroidism. I say, go to the, the gallbladder first, fix the gallbladder, and the thyroid will right itself. So when we think of the gallbladder, can you talk about, first of all, kind of what's going wrong and what might be happening for people? We're not metabolizing the bile. The bile gets stuck in the gallbladder ducts. That's because it's not being emulsified because we're lacking of major nutrients, the fat-soluble nutrients, the lipotropic nutrients, which are the methionine, the choline, and the inositol. They're very, very highly deficient in the American diet. So most people that have gallbladder or hormonal or thyroid issues should be taking 500 milligrams of choline, 500 milligrams of inositol, and 500 milligrams of methionine on a daily basis three times a day. If you take 500 milligrams of choline three times a day, you will never have fatty liver ever in your life. It's known to really right a fatty liver, which is affecting 25 million Americans. It can actually make your liver skinny again and so make you skinny as well. And it can also affect the thyroid because when the bile is released in the system, it activates a T4 to T3 enzyme. So you start metabolizing your food much more much more efficiently. So there's a, this unholy alliance between the gallbladder, the thyroid, and your metabolism, and your hormones, and your detox. And nobody's talking about it until I started writing about it five years ago. Yeah, it's really amazing. And people like, I've heard people leave the gallbladder out of the conversation, say things go from the liver to the gut, not realizing that the gallbladder is (laughs) the connector. It's the major connector. If you have heavy metals, you've got to really clean up the gallbladder. That's where the choline comes into play or a supplement I created called BioBuilder. You need to have all these kind of lipotropic nutrients. That's where the choline and acetylmethionine come into play. And, then, and also, if people have a lot of parasites, we know that Giardia loves to live in the gallbladder duct, so you've got to clean out the gallbladder. Gallbladder is the forgotten 
organ that is so very important. And if you're harboring a lot of resentment and bitterness, go to the gallbladder. You'll see how it affects your whole system. And looping this back to resilience, when you're angry and bitter, when you clean your gallbladder, you feel different. You can look at the world differently. And so sometimes with resilience, that's the bottleneck, literally. Well, it's, the, it's putting on different glasses. It's looking at the world through different lenses. But if you don't feel good, you're going to, if you don't feel good physically, you can't emotionally overcome anything. I really think it starts from the outside in. Yeah. And you mentioned your supplement BioBuilder. That's, I bet everyone's going to go buy this now. But can you talk us through a little bit, like, how do you clean out the gallbladder? What does that look like? What does that entail? Well, if you're eating a higher fat diet, we know we need the essential fatty acids, but the essential fatty acids from the omega-6s and the omega-3s need to be metabolized by choline as, as well as bile acid. So you have to take a supplement if you're over the age of 40, because most of us have not had enough lecithin, than choline or bilirubin and cholesterol to metabolize fats properly. So we're highly deficient. And years ago, we used to use a lot of sunflower and non-soy lecithin, or I should say non-GMO soy lecithin because it emulsifies fats. We're not using that anymore in our smoothies and in our drinks. So you need to do that on a daily basis. What was your question again? Oh, just some of the, you know, like we, I hear bile you know, binders, bitters, you know, what, what are some things like, I know you have a great protocol in your book. Can you walk people through kind of the protocol for supporting a healthy gallbladder? Well, it's taking the nutrients I talked about. That's where the bile acids come into play. That's where the choline, methionine, inositol, even a little bit of lipase, which is a fat digesting enzyme. And it's eating a lot of bitters because bitters rarely help to thin out bile. Many people have clogged bile ducts because they're not taking enough of the lecithin. I got off on the lecithin because I'm so in favor of lecithin, which can lower total cholesterol, especially lower LDL oxidizing cholesterol. So we're not taking enough of those nutrients in number one, we're harboring resentment and bitterness number two and number three, we don't have enough HCL hydrochloric acid, which also assists in releasing bile from the gallbladder. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that really coordinate and coagulate into a perfect storm. On a daily basis, even though I have my gallbladder, thank God, I've got all my organs so far, except for a few missing teeth, which are actually so important for the organ, the organ flow. I would say that on a daily basis, I take the bile builder to assist in the metabolism of toxins because it acts as a binder. I know people talk about all kinds of binders and fancy binders and this, that, and the other, but nothing beats bile. It really is the, the, the missing link in terms of the metabolic switch that will escort toxins out of the body for safe passage. I love that. I want to actually land on that for a second. So what you're saying is if your bile is flowing in a healthy way, you don't need binders. That's correct. You know what could get stuck in the bile? The heavy metal that loves to get stuck in the bile is copper. So if anybody has copper dysregulation, you've got to really tone up your bile or tone up your gallbladder. And there are lots of herbs that do that, especially the bitter herbs that we were talking about, or even some apple cider vinegar is very important for the gallbladder and the liver. My favorite one, however, is dandelion and dandelion root tea. Interesting. And for people who don't know, like bitters, dandelion root, milk thistle, can you talk about some of them? So, Well, they're, they're, they're bitters. There's a whole slew of herbs that are considered to be bitters. I think angelica root is known as a bitter. Ginger is known as a bitter. Garlic is known as a bitter. So some of them that we're very familiar with already are actually known as bitters. Milk thistle and Oregon grape root are two other ones. So whatever you do for the liver and gallbladder, you'll be doing for your whole system, your metabolism, your hormones, the, the health of your, skin, of your skin, the health of your ability to hear properly and metabolize. 
And the connection between the gallbladder and the thyroid, I think, is one that's most exciting. Because years ago, I, I began to realize that people that had their gallbladder out three to six months later started having a slowdown metabolism. So there's an interesting relationship there, too. So if you take something like BioBuilder or take the bitters, you'll see that your metabolism is increasing. It's very important for people with autoimmune issues like the Hashimoto's that's so prevalent in this day and age. Everything is connected, Jody. That's really what the bottom line is. I've seen you. Can you um, dive in a little bit more about the correlation between the gallbladder and the bile and the thyroid and, and the liver, if you want, how those hormones kind of interplay? So when the body breaks down or releases bile to, re to break down fatty acids into an emulsified state, it also has the ability to act as a trigger to the enzymal production of T4 to T3. And that production of T4 to T3 from inactive to active thyroid assists your metabolism. We found that to be so in two or three documented studies from Harvard and Tampere University in Finland. So there were researchers out there, but people have just not made a big deal out of the gallbladder because it's such a popular surgery. There's a lot of money to be made. I'm also a believer that you have to give up certain foods that are very inflammatory if in fact you have gallbladder stones. And guess what those three foods are? Uh, grains, dairy, and I don't know the third. Quite frankly, not according to the research. The number one one was eggs, very inflammatory if you have an allergy to eggs. Eggs, onions, and pork were the big three. And we find if people give up those three foods, they, 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 you can let sleeping gallstones lie. Eggs, pork, and... Um, onions. Onions, wow. The study, the study was done back in the 60s, right around the year you were born, 1968. And it was really very interesting because it was done by an allergist. And we find that if people omit those three foods, they don't have to get their gallbladder out if, they, if they're on the fence about whether to get the gallbladder out because they're starting to form stones. Wow. Could you speak a little bit about kind of how um, bile and the gallbladder also affect your hormones, like for someone who might think they're estrogen dominant or their hormones are just off? Well, bile is the repository for the spent hormone. So if the bile is not emulsifying fats properly, you're not going to be able to emulsify and break down the hormones into its, their usable, the usable and their bioavailable parts. So using the bile for that purpose, something like the bile builder would be important or a particular element called activated sulforaphane, which actually does break down those hormones into much more biologically acceptable um, hormonal metabolites. So the activated sulforaphane with a bile builder would be my recommendation for people that are really having an estrogen dominant or God forbid, an estrogen fueled cancer situation. And you talked a little bit about having your gallbladder for the listeners who might've had their gallbladder out. Can you give some advice to kind of continue, you know, healthy bile function and a healthy life? Yes, you want timed bile release is what you want, which is why you have to take a supplement with bile acids, ox bile, a little bit of betaine, maybe beetroot if you don't have an issue with oxalates, as well as the choline. I think most importantly is to get that choline in 500 milligrams three times a day so that you're not forming a fatty liver. So the research is pretty definitive. Choline is a major, major nutrient. It's, it's a B vitamin we don't pay much attention to, highly deficient in the diet, so you have to take some kind of supplement. And, and for the listeners, your book, Radical Metabolism, does a really deep dive into all of this. Very so can, deep. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. And they can get 
a lot more information. So this is really just kind of the, the high level, you know, you may not even know your, you may not even know what your gallbladder does. You may not even know how important it is or what it's connected to. So in, in the time that we have, I know you've done an amazing job kind of creating a line of supplements. Can you talk to people like what's kind of your standard gallbladder protocol? What foods do you eliminate? What foods do you add in? And what do you recommend people do? So I like the bitter foods, the bitter fruits. I like, I like uh, grapefruit. If people can tolerate grapefruit or not taking contraindicated medicines, grapefruit, some of the citrus, lemon and water, very highly emulsifying of bile. I love people taking in a daily drink of perhaps the dandelion root once or twice a day. I like the bitter herbs such as arugula and I love endive and I love any of the very bitter lettuces, particularly the ones that are grown hydroponically. So the bitter vegetables, the bitter herbs, the bitter fruits, the bitter spices, you need to take at least one bitter a day. And what I do is I put a little horseradish in my vegetable dressings, my salad dressings. And horseradish is a terrific bitter, which is very good for the gallbladder, the liver, and to clear your sinuses. Yeah, I actually love horseradish. At one of the at Passover, one of the Jewish holidays, you have you can have you know they grind it up, but you can actually eat it. It's delicious. But I eat it every day of the year. I put it in sauces and I put it in meatloaf. It's my secret sauce, my secret ingredient for the secret sauce. That's amazing. And in addition to eggs and pork and um, onions, what else do you have people remove from their diet? Well, grains can be highly inflammatory. We know this. Dairy can be highly inflammatory. And I'm also seeing that a lot of the nightshades can be highly inflammatory. So depending upon the level of discomfort and level of pain, we first do the, the big three, which are mentioned in the book. Then we go to the dairy. Then we go to the grains. And then we go to the nightshades. What do you think of the gallbladder flush? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it can be dangerous if you have big gallstones. So what I like to have people do if they're really concerned about gallstones is to use my bile builder, take a lot of bitters in the, in the diet and get some phosphoric acid, which is a high phosphorus liquid. Yeah, that's probably much, much easier than um, drinking. Well, but it's safer. It's safer. A lot of people can get those gallstones stuck in the liver and then have a real, real serious situation. So it's not good for everybody. Yeah, the first time I did it, that's actually what happened. I uh, gall, basically, uh, well, I, I'm fortunate that I'm well resourced. But yeah, it's kind of like you you moved something from a place where it wasn't causing any harm to where it could be causing harm. So I you got to you know what you're doing with that. But I also like coffee enemas. I think that's a good way to kind of flush the bile. Yeah, I was going to ask you about what are you uh, and castor oil packs? Are you a fan? Love it, love it, love it. Very healing for the emotions and for the lymphatic system. And the, the castor oil topically can actually go into the skin about two to three inches, and it's very, very calming. So I believe in that. I believe in the colon hydrotherapy and a, and a little bit of the coffee enemas once or twice a year, or maybe even four times a year at the turn of the seasons. And what about some of the other suggestions like? Um, saunas, Epsom salt baths? Well, I think all those are good, but I really think that the phosphoric acid is the ticket if you've got gallstones. I mean, there's some herbs that you can use as well. Um, Angelica is one of them that's considered a very good bitter herb to remove gallstones. And actually the other one that we're using is one that we used to use for kidney stones, but for hard, hard to solve incurable cases of the gallstones and all the, the, the gall issues, we're now using uh, stone root. Oh, okay. 
So we typically use that for kidney stones, but I'm finding it's very helpful for people that are using stone root or stone breaker is what it's called. Piedra Chancra. Chancra. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I use that when, um, it's funny, I can tell when I'm, when something's not quite right, because I can feel it in the gallbladder. So I use that in choline. I adore choline. I live on my bile builder. And again, I don't have any issues with my gallbladder that I know of, but I find that everything is better, including elimination. The secret to good elimination is to lubricate the gut and you lubricate it with the bile acids. It's the most lubricating substance known to man. So now every time I eat, I go to the bathroom three times a day. Wow. And tell us more about some of the supplements that you mentioned in, in your um, company. I know. And, and also I, um, I know Radical Metabolism is the latest book, but if there are other earlier books that people might benefit from in relation to the gallbladder. Uh, fat Flush Plan and Radical Metabolism would be it. The new Fat Flush Plan, which contains some, some great information about the bile. The bile builder is quite unusual. We have a magnesium that has four cofactors, so it really hits your heart, your liver, your spine, your nerves, your muscles. We've got a parasite formula that has been the beginning. It's really the pioneering parasite formula that's been out there for 25 years that really, really works because I studied with real live parasitologists. I didn't just take this, that, and the other from the internet the way so many people do these days. And also we have, well, it's, it's, it's true. It's like everything but the kitchen sink. There's really an art to doing formulation. So my original teacher died at the age of 106, Jody. So I learned everything I could from her. I, I apprenticed with her for 20 years. And now all those secrets are now in the Unikey Health formulas. What's her name? Hazel Parcell. I knew you were going to say that. Joe Dispenza apprenticed with her as well. Yes, yes. Joe, Joe Dispenza was a good friend of mine. May he rest in peace. I'm talking about the original fellow that co-wrote her book. Yes. Oh, okay, right. Yes. Okay. And Unikey Health is the uh, is your company where you sell your well, products. Well, I'm, I'm the formula. I'm the co-formulator. It's owned by my husband, but it's UnikeyHealth.com, and you'll see all the different formulas, especially that bile builder. We have one for the brain that's based on a Romanian uh, formula that we picked up many many years ago. We've got the adrenal formulas. We got the radical metabolizer. And we've got an immune formula that is all the right glandulars that people need in this day and time. I'm not a big believer in people using herbs on a daily basis, by the way, but I do think they need to use glandulars. I think that's where the secret sauce lies. Oh, tell me more. Why not herbs? I, because I've learned from many, many people over the years, all my teachers and all my kind of masters that, that walk the earth maybe 20, 30 years ago that the, the herbs are medicinal and you only use them when you have a real issue, but you've got to still build up your innate resilience. There you go, innate resilience and make yourself an invincible fortress. By fooling the system and thinking it's young, you do that by balancing pH and by using different glandulars. So using, I use the parotid gland for heavy metals. I use the liver glandular. I use the adrenal glandular. I use something for the brain as well. And all those are in our formulas at unikeyhealth.com. I love it. Innate resilience. Innate resilience with the gallbladder. Yes, innate resilience because we never know what they're going to throw at us next. And we've got all kinds of variants out there. And the, the, the reality is that there's going to be all kinds of things as we grow older, we grow more exposed to these things. The only thing you can do is grow a stronger innate immune system. And this is what we're doing, innate resilience. And on that note, do you want to share a little bit about your new book? Yes, Radical. What's the name of it? Radical Longevity. It's 
Radical yeah. Longevity is the book we're talking about. Yes, it's a book about all the super agers and what you can do to forestall aging. I think we have to postpone it by 30 years. Yes, exactly. And what were some of your favorite new findings or, or takeaways in the new book? Oh, the aha moment was how iron is aging. You shouldn't be taking an iron-rich vitamin or mineral unless you're actually designated to be anemic. So we have iron-rich vitamins and minerals and how copper can be creating Alzheimer's disease, excess copper. Wow. Yeah, it's very aha. People should just get that darn book. Radicallongevitybook.com. You'll get six free gifts. It's just an amazing book because you won't read this information anywhere else. I happen to have been in touch with a researcher at the University of Michigan who said that the introduction of copper water pipes directly correlated with the increase of Alzheimer's in this country and abroad. Weren't you the one? Isn't that like uh, why people in Rome went a little nuts when they like used the copper no, they right. use lead. Lead was yes. the downfall of Rome. Copper will be the downfall if we don't overcome this in this country. It's the modern scourge of 21st century America. It is brilliant stuff. It's not my stuff. I'm just a messenger. This is from George Brewer. But it's all in RadicalLongevityBook.com. Amazing. And is there anything else on the topic of resilience or innate resilience that we haven't talked about that you would like to share? One more thing, and that is the other aha moment from Radical Longevity was the use of lithium, low-dose lithium to overcome Alzheimer's as well, because it acts to facilitate all of the brain stockpiling of the iron and the copper. So it's a facilitator to remove iron and copper from the brain, and it can actually overcome and reverse Alzheimer's. Nobody knows about it, but now your audience does. 20 milligrams of low-dose lithium per day will keep Alzheimer's away. Amazing. That's fabulous. Well, well we, all, we all should spread the word because this stuff really works and it's cheap. That's why nobody knows about it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and your brilliance. And can you share again where people can find out more about your new book and also your supplements? Go to RadicalLongevityBook.com because we'll give you a coupon for the supplements. You'll get six free gifts and you'll get a wonderful book that I think you should share far and wide. It's not for just people that are getting older and in their 70s like I'm privileged to be, but for people in their 30s and 40s that want to forestall the aging process and postpone it for 30 years. And, and bolster their innate resilience. Their innate resilience because it's all about resilience, people. It's all about resilience. Well, thank you so much. I, it's always a pleasure to connect with you. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope it empowered you with some useful information and takeaways. If you liked this episode, please share a positive review and consider subscribing. I would also love to offer you my free parasympathetic toolkit as a gift just for listening. It will teach you how to activate the most important nerve in your body, your vagus nerve, to turn on your ability to heal. This free toolkit includes a checklist, a video, a detailed guide, and a course. If this podcast prompted any questions, you can always find answers in my blog at Vibra Blue Oils or my book, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. Until next time, wishing you the most vibrant of health.